Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hears from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. From baby carrots to microgreens, we humans are enamored of tiny vegetables. But then we have a long history of fascination with things of diminutive scale. From Egyptian tomb artisans to modern miniacs, that is, people who make, collect, or appreciate tiny versions of everyday objects. There's evidence dating back to the 3rd millennium BCE of Egyptian tombs outfitted with dinky models of livestock, boats, and furniture in an effort to ensure a comfy afterlife. By the 1400s, miniature portraits had become all the rage, with painters creating images around just 3 inches or 7 centimeters wide. And in the 1600s, German dollhouses, complete with pots and pans, became popular as informative playthings, an idea that bloomed in the 1700s as wealthy English families commissioned itty-bitty replicas of their own homes, outfitted with itty-bitty family heirlooms. 
Somewhere along the way, our fascination with things in miniature came to include itsy-bitsy vegetables, too. The aforementioned baby carrots and microgreens, yes, along with baby corn and similarly infantilized squash are all commonplace today. Everywhere from fresh produce aisles and frozen meals to takeout and fancy restaurant fare alike. So why do we love baby vegetables? Mary White, a Boston University anthropologist, said in an interview with New York Magazine in 2017, in terms of our psycho-emotional relationship to tiny things, I think it relates to the way you feel when you're in a cathedral. The enormity and intricate detail of the space are awe-inspiring, and humans can experience a flipped version of that awe when looking at meticulously reproduced tiny things. That something can be that small is a wonder. But where do those tiny vegetables come from? Turns out, a veggie packaged, sold, or served as a baby may actually be a young vegetable, or it may not. It's also entirely possible that a baby vegetable is a dwarf or hybrid version of a full-sized vegetable. Take, for example, those adorable little ears of corn that show up in some of your favorite American Chinese dishes. Baby corn, also known as cornlets, truly are just baby ears of regular corn. The corn is harvested at an immature stage from nearly any variety of regular-sized corn plant. Typically, once an ear designated to be baby corn reaches up to four inches, that's around 10 centimeters in length, and is about half an inch or a little over a centimeter in diameter, it's picked. From there, it can be par-cooked and canned, pickled or frozen, or sold fresh in local markets. Baby bok choy is another young vegetable that's harvested early for its tender and mild qualities. However, there are also dwarf varieties of mock baby bok choy that have a similar look and taste to their early harvested adolescent cousins. Another specially developed varietal led to the debut of baby broccoli, also commonly called broccolini, in the early 1990s. This baby veggie is the offspring of regular-sized broccoli and gai lan, a Chinese plant with similar qualities. Broccolini, like a lot of vegetable youngsters, is known for its tenderness and bite-sized presentation. Size can also be determined by the way a vegetable is grown. Baby artichokes and regular-sized artichokes come from the same type of plant. They're even harvested at the same time. The difference in size lies in the fact that the baby version is grown in the shade, while the regular version is grown in the sun. But what about baby carrots? The name applies to two entirely different things. Some baby carrots are harvested early to create delicate, finger-sized edibles, and a few varieties are genetically predisposed to debunitive size. But some baby carrots aren't babies at all. They're chopped or whittled down from regular-sized carrots. So when did growers start whittling carrots down into smooth, skinless miniature versions of regular carrots? The idea is generally credited to a California carrot farmer named Mike Urasek, whose operation needed a way to deal with the daily loss of 400 tons of carrots that were too misshapen to fit into the bags his company used for retail sale. Urasek experimented with peeling and shaping a few bags of crooked carrots into a baby size and sent them to a customer, a grocery chain that almost immediately demanded more. The process was later industrialized, using machines to cut, peel, grind, and polish the carrots into bite-sized form. The advent of the two-bite, perfectly sculpted, baby-cut carrot grew the United States carrot consumption by leaps and bounds. In 1987, one year after they hit the marketplace, 
people were buying 30% more carrots. A decade later, the average American was eating 117% more carrots than before, an estimated 14 pounds, that's six and a third kilos per year. By the 2000s, the baby carrot had come to dominate the fresh-cut vegetable category. It's fairly easy to tell the difference between a carrot that's naturally small and one that's cut. Larger carrots ground down to baby carrot size are labeled baby cut, while carrots that have been harvested in their infancy are labeled baby carrots. There are about 50 different types of vegetables that are grown or imported as miniatures in the United States. Baby squash look improbably perfect in miniature. They're one or two inch, that's two and a half to five centimeter round vegetables with scalloped edges and delicate green, white, or yellow skin. Some are harvested so young that their embryonic flowers are still intact, decrying a gentle and conscientious picking. Microgreens, the tender young leafy plants that often appear on salad plates, are produced year-round. Baby lettuces specifically come in a number of varieties, from romaine, green leaf, and iceberg to the dark red hue of red royal oak leaf lettuce. Harvested early, these greens contain the same nutritional composition as their older counterparts, but are known for their tender and delicate nature. Today's episode is based on the article, So That's Where Baby Veggies Come From, on HowStuffWorks.com, written by L'Oreal Dove. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio in partnership with HowStuffWorks.com and is produced by Tyler Klang. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. Canva helps you get your point across, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work.